Chris Harches here from the Development Hell Podcast. Welcome to episode number 81. 81 times and I have gotten together to talk about all sorts of ridiculous thing, things where we are a comedy podcast that talks about technology. So we're recording here on August the 7th. Um, I just made sure earlier in the day that Ed was still available for this because sometimes he forgets. So Ed, how are you? I know you're doing some work stuff. Wait, what? What are we doing? We're doing the podcast. How, what? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> That's weird. Not really. Huh. Okay. Um, I guess I'm okay. Other than the blast of messages sent at you when you logged into Slack, right? Uh, yes, there was a lot of that. That was a thing. Wonder why. Why did I have so many? Could it be that I've forgotten to keep to log in forever? Very possibly. Uh, let's. I get. I get blasted by messages all the time. First off, and that's something that I just have to deal with. I'm always getting blasted in the face, left and right, with these messages. And I'm sure there's like a. I'm sure there's like a really dirty joke in there somewhere, but I think we'll we'll just skip that for now. Okay. All right, so Ed, why don't you uh, get into it with the sponsors? Oh, yeah, we do have a couple fun sponsors. Uh, the first one is WonderNet. Net Wonder Works. Uh, a plethora of tools and servings to allow you to find networks and judge for yourself. Is it fast here? Can you ping me, dude? I think that's one of them. And others of names like that. VPN. For you, and only you, because of password. Try to take screenshot from Indonesia of webpage. Try this and other fine servers at wondernetwork.com won't you thank you for bandwidth yep thanks paul and i hope paul's enjoying the life in the k-dub in the k-dub where i get stuck in traffic k-dub home to uh waterloo as well, University of Waterloo, one of the highest rated, uh, most sought after universities in North America for computer science students. Mm-hmm. I know a few people. I know a few people that went there. I'm not sure how they got their reputation, but whatever. My bad reputation. I don't care about it. Don't give a damn. Yep. All right, and our other sponsor. Uh, that is uh, Grump Dash Pi Learning and. That is uh, a new Python learning thing, uh, I'm guessing, based on the Pi learning part. I don't know what the Grum part is about, but uh, I think it has something to do Grum. I think that is the name of a troll who lives under a bridge in Waterloo, Canada. I'm actually wondering if I type Grum into an Urban Dictionary, if I'm going to find a hit. That would be kind of... You'll find something. <laughs> be a game. But I believe you're misreading. It's actually Grumpy, all one word there, Ed. No, it's the dashes <laughs> between the, the Grum and the pie. No, it's between the pie and the learning. 
Well, you should never get in the way of pie because pie is a tasty thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I did try it without the dash. Uh, Grum pie dash learning, but now no dash in it. And it just sits there with a uh, holding page. So looks like that's halfway fixed. Grum pie dash learning uh, is a new teaching tool that combines baking with writing automated tests. Wouldn't you like to complete your pie? Learn how and have successful code and peach pie, pumpkin pie, mock objects, (laughs) behavioral testing, black boxes, and cobbler in the appendix. Learn now, buy book and read grumpie-learning.com. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Ed, as a kid, mm. there used to be this uh, ice cream uh, store in the, the Buffalo, New York area Is called, right? Carvel, called Carvel Ice Cream. And because we would get all the uh, Buffalo stations over, this is the days before cable. So over the air, we could get the Buffalo stations. And so yep. the, the person who did the commercials was this guy with this really super um, gravelly voice. And just your delivery kind of reminded me of, oh. without the gravelly voice, but that, that same sort of diction. like, Carvel Ice Cream, thank you for your support. He would always do um, at the end of them. So Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I went out and had uh, ice cream today, actually. at the, There's a great ice cream store. Shop, I guess you call it ice cream shop. Anyway, yeah, uh, here sure. here in Milton, here in Milton, called Jay's Ice Cream. Do you have one there in uh, in your neck of Pawnee? A Jay's or ice? No, cream? just an ice cream place. Yeah, we have a. There's there's a couple of them in here. It's like a very local chain. There's two right. two of them called right. um, Silver Dipper, and boy, is that good. That's good stuff. Yes, yeah, so we have ice cream. Oh, cool. That's good that you've got a nice uh, local place to go to. Yeah, Jay's has been around uh, as long as I've been living here in Milton, so that's 12 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they used to be just cash only for the uh, longest time, so I'm sure they were dodging taxes somehow. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there used to be a, like an Italian um, gelato place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the owners of that bought Jay's Ice Cream. So Jay no longer works there, the owner, but they kept the name and they just added some Italian ice cream to their offerings. And it's and now they actually accept uh, they accept more than just cash. They have the little machine so you can pay by a debit card. So at least they've expanded mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, hey, look but, at that. But always, always good, super tasty ice cream. And I know they, they do premium ice cream because when I eat it, my stomach does not get upset like when I eat the crappy store ice cream well that stuff's no good for you you know that yeah i told you not to eat so much chris you're gonna make a tummy ache yeah yeah i know i never listen we all have our weaknesses some people drink too much some people uh do drugs to numb the pain i eat too much ice cream Mm-hmm. Yep. we do all right so we have a very very super exciting show planned for everybody today 
As always, thank you to our wonderful sponsor. I know Paul is actually listening today, so thank you, Paul, for being a super long time. We need to get you on the show again at some time to share some more awesome Wonder Network stories with us. No. Uh, maybe if Paul wants to make the trek up the 401 from Kitchener when uh, True North comes on, we can record him live rambling with us about stuff. Mm, that's a good idea. That could be good. We could do that one of the nights. All right, so today we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about the conferences that Ed and I went to recently, and then we're actually going to talk about uh, useful gadgets, um, stuff useful that gadgets. Ed and I find ourselves using all the time and talk about why we use them, what role they fill, I'll make fun of uh, Ed for buying a $300 duffel bag. It is and, embarrassing. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but let's move on. So, Ed, you spoke at Pi Ohio. I did. I spoke at Pi Ohio last weekend, I guess it was, right? Yep. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, drove to, it is in Columbus, Ohio, which is about three and a half hours from here. And uh, a cool town. It's actually a big city area. It's like two million people, which I did not realize how big it was. Now, I'll be in Columbus at the uh, end of October. Oh well, we I'm going to a big. Uh, I'm going to a big magic tournament for all the nerds that play with the super old expensive cards. Yeah, I think you told me that, and I think we mm-hmm. said something about me hang out. It's not that far mm-hmm. from me, so I should come down and hang out. Um, anyway, and it's a pretty cool town. So Columbus, uh, so uh, Pi, Ohio is actually, uh, on, uh, the Ohio state, the Ohio state university campus. I think it would be, I would say the, the Ohio state university. Yes, I believe that's the proper diction. Yes. And, uh, it was in the student union. Uh, so I got to see Bucky, uh, the, um, it looks like some kind of swollen-headed humanoid. Uh, I believe he has some sort of nut allergy. And that happened. Uh, and they call, they're named after this poor child uh, who is commemorated as mascot. Uh, and they call themselves Buckeyes. Because he, the when his head swelled up, he could see into the future. So they're Buckeyes. And we went there, and that was good. And it was a real nice uh, conference. And they were able to get uh, it very inexpensively. And I think they also get subsidies uh, to some extent from the uh, PyCon organization. And so it was very cheap. In fact, I think it was free to get in. And then you could buy a T-shirt if you wanted to or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Um, so, And they even had some like refreshments like coffee and some other stuff like that. Uh, but there are also a lot of food options because they're nearby. For, so they didn't serve lunch, but they had that. I know this is fascinating to everybody that the, the big part of the conference uh, experience is eating lunch. Um, I ate at Waffle House for the first time, and it seemed like something I should probably not eat a lot. Um, but that was a thing. And all in all, I'd say I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was good times for everybody. And I was happy there. And I gave my talk, which was sort of, I got it as sort of an un-keynote, I guess they called it, where they have a keynote talk of the first day, and then the second day, 
Um, and this was interesting because it was the sec. There was a two day thing, and the second day didn't start till eleven thirty in the morning. Whoa, that's kind of late. It was kind of late, and but you know they've been doing this a long time, so I assume they're they know what they're doing. Um, and and so I kind of kicked off the. It was a good late morning for me. You know, I'm 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 good with that. Uh, they kind of kicked off the uh, festivities with me on the, on Sunday. Uh, and that was uh, fun for everybody, where I talked about mental health and cried a lot. So, you know, that was that was uh, that was good times. And I believe there's actually a talk up already, which I will uh, find and put in the notes if I remember. Yeah, I saw that and retweeted it, but yeah, we'll definitely uh, put a link to the talk in the show notes. Yeah, right. Boy, a lot of things come up when you just start typing YouTube into the uh, old browser there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me just type PyCon in that and see what happens. Um, anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, they uh, they got right around to getting up uh, videos, and I think it was really cool. Also, I think I, just, I typed in PyCon instead of Pi Ohio. I want Pi Ohio 2016. Uh, so they did a really good job and got up those uh, very quick. So that was pretty cool, I think. Oh, my God, there's somebody talking to my ear right now. I'm not comfortable with that. Um, one thing that uh, was interesting, the the, the first uh, the keynote was all about async I.O. Uh, in Python. And it was just interesting to hear them talk about that. Uh, I think I, there was a little bit of a Twitter discussion I had or at least kind of talked about it that, I you know, some people. Uh, I also was in a in a listened to a talk where they uh, a guy from Twilio had talked about where they were they transitioned from what sounded like a big monolith PHP application to a number of separate services. Maybe we'd even call them microservices uh, written in Python. And one of the things that was uh, interesting was, uh, you know, I like to hear sort of like why people make decisions. Like, and what I, what one of the questions I asked was, okay, so why did you make a, a language switch? They, they had two languages in play. They were using JVM. So, so primarily Java, uh, but uh, I think might I think they're now using some other JVM stuff too, and PHP, and they've transitioned mostly away from PHP to Python, and then of course they still do have a lot of Java for actually handling the connecting to uh, like phone systems and things like that, and I think they're writing some of that stuff in Scala. I can't remember exactly, but it was a good talk. Uh, in fact, that that video was up. Two, it's called From Flying Circus to Holy Grail Migrating the Twilio API from PHP to Python. I think the interesting thing was all the stuff he talked about, he didn't really talk about, like, well, why did they make a language switch? And uh, one of the primary reasons he said was, uh, you know, I asked him I was, I, in, at the end of the talk to, you know, be a jerk and was like, so why did you make a, why did you introduce a new language into your stack? Right. You, you, and he was like, well, there, we had a lot of Python fans here. And then also I, I think what he said was that for use of async IO stuff that, and I think this is true that there's a lot of, of mature options in Python for doing that kind of stuff and not so many in PHP. So that would have been a reason why they kind of didn't stick with that. Um, now, yeah. The projects I've seen at Mozilla that are uh, Python based that are doing async stuff, they're using tornado. Yeah. And tornado has been around a long time. Right. And there's, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of other things. There's twisted. Yeah, and some time. of the stuff are using twisted as well, but it's twisted and tornado. The two that I've seen. And I'm, but people are telling me there's a, 
there's some stuff that's built into the newer versions of, yes. of Python that's supposed to help out with the async stuff better. So some projects are slowly um, migrating over, over to that. Yeah, and I guess there's a 3.5 release, I think that's it, that came out fairly recently. And that's a new... Um, and that adds a whole new built-in language feature for doing um, async coroutines. And which so the, it was done by the, the 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 keynote was all about this, and it was given by a guy named David Beasley. Didn't really know him, didn't really understand most of what he was talking about because it was you know high love like well kind of deep dive into the the wonders of of these uh, coroutine async things, and uh, it it so but it's cool that it's like built in you know, directly there into the language. And, you know, Python is not just a web language the way PHP is. I mean, PHP, you can use it for other stuff, but not really optimized for that. It's optimized to solve web problems. Uh, and uh, and Python isn't just that. It does a lot of stuff. You write long-running servers with it, and that's actually a reasonable choice, you know, for things uh, of, of a bunch of different varieties. So it was, uh, but all in all, a, 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 I think a really good conference Boy, it was inexpensive and lots of good talks, and I was really glad I had an opportunity to go. Um, and it's always, you know, it was inexpensive to stay there. Boy, the hotel was really nice to stay at this place called the Blackwell that was right on campus and a very, very nice hotel uh, for not that a whole lot of money. I think it was 150 a night. Uh, well, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's cheap for a, a nice hotel. Uh, so it was cool. Um, I enjoyed it, and I um, I'm anxious to to kind of visit visit uh, Columbus again. I think there was a lot of cool stuff. I went to a uh, I think this might be a chain called 16 Bit Bar or something like that, which is like a bar and arcade. Um, and they had a number of old video games, um, and also a bar, and enjoyed that uh, quite a bit. Played some Dig Dug. Played some Star Wars, the arcade game, uh, played a little gyrus and really sucked at it. I was a lot better. Oh, I love gyrus. That's my favorite arcade yeah, game. That's a shit. It was a great, that's a great game. I was terrible at it this time. Uh, did not impress anybody. Uh, I was a lot better last time I played it at the, uh, Louisville arcade expo. Um, I feel like I did better and this was not a great showing on my part. Um, and played a little pinball too. They had a couple of, uh, good pinball nice. games there. So that, that was a lot of fun. I, I think there's a lot of cool things to do around uh, Columbus and, you know, it's, it's, it's a city. It's, you know, it's a big city, but it's not like crazy. Like it didn't feel, felt more like Nashville than Chicago. If you know what I mean? It's like, not like nutso insane there. And, uh, like you're packed on top of each other, like, you know, Tokyo or something like that. It's not crazy. So I enjoyed it. It was really good. And always, you know, boy, the, the Python folks are just so welcoming and really cool. And I just, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, our, uh, a friend of the show, Jason Myers did a talk on, uh, I, on testing. And I think it was about mocking stuff. I think Yeah, I watched a little bit and, uh, um, I wish he wouldn't denigrate himself so much in front of people talking about who he's a, that he's a, you know, a 0.01% um, programmer. Um, no, <laughs> Jason, Jason is very talented and very smart. Oh, yeah, and I, is. I, I personally over time have 
started to have a problem. I don't like people doing that to themselves. There's, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad about talking. Uh, like you shouldn't feel bad about portraying yourself as being competent if you really are. It's like there's, there's an old, there was a baseball player in the 1930s, Dizzy Dean, mm. and he used to, used to uh, say this thing, which I think makes a lot of sense, is that it ain't bragging if you've done it. So <laughs> yeah, right. The idea that if you if you are competent and you have done things, you shouldn't feel shame talking about the things that you've done. It's when you start talking about things you haven't done as if you've actually done them and exaggerating your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as much as Jason likes to proclaim that he's just a nonstop bug machine, he's he's not, and he's. Oh. Oh. I I wasn't I wasn't fooled watching him. Just hearing him talk about that stuff, it's of course it's obvious that he's he's competent. And he's not a point zero one x programmer or whatever he was portraying himself as. No doubt, he's a very 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 good programmer and a, an extremely smart guy. Uh, any team is lucky to have him. And uh, is he? I don't even remember where he's working. Now, I think maybe at Oracle, like something. Yeah, he's Oracle. still at Oracle. Okay, yeah, yeah he's in he's some sort of there. open source group, at Oracle, I think, or something like that. So, um, cool. What what a great guy. Uh, runs a great conference, Pi Tennessee, uh, and also helps out with November, uh, another uh, great conference. And boy, just just a real cool guy, real cool guy. So I I enjoy him and uh, his efforts. So. Uh, Cool dude, don't you think? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, cool I really dude. like him. So anyway, that was Pi Ohio, and it was it was good fun. Not too far of a drive, and uh, th- those those are the best kinds of trips. So it was it was good stuff. Yeah, no, Pi Ohio sounds like a very interesting, very interesting event. And Ed and I, uh, before we recorded, talked about that. We we want to try and get uh, the organizer of this most recent. Uh, version of Pi Ohio on the podcast to talk about uh, his pers- his pers- it is a guy I'm, uh, hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn but it is a guy right uh, who does Pi Ohio yes it is yes mm-hmm. okay have the have the organizer on to talk about their experiences uh, with a long running event like that because it's not like it's the first uh, year of it. it's been going on for a while and this person is not even the original organizer so it'd be kind of neat to get that in perspective yeah right so while Ed was at uh, was in uh, beautiful Columbus, home of the Ohio State University, uh, a couple weeks ago I uh, drove with uh, my long-suffering wife through the wilds of New York State and parts of Pennsylvania and into Maryland, uh, stopping along the way to eat some soft serve ice cream at McDonald's. Um, and I went, got on board the largest uh, um, ship I had ever seen in my life. Um, Twelve decks of cruise ship, twenty three hundred passengers, nine hundred and something uh, crew. Yeah. Uh, and I went on PHP cruise. So um, I guess the last time they did this eleven years ago, I really went into it not knowing what to expect because it's very hard to tell like how many attendees there would be because it's a pretty expensive event to go to you have the cost of the cruise plus i'm sure the i mean of course as a speaker i didn't have to pay to attend the event but uh, you're paying for a cruise uh, then you're paying for the conference itself so that sort of expense means that you know you're not going to attract as many people um, as you would get for even something like True North PHP, mm-hmm. but uh, so it felt like a very uh, um, very comfy cozy uh, conference. Comfy cozy, good. I mean, yeah, comfy cozy. Uh, you know, not a large number of people. Um, 
but you know, I had a good time. I highly recommend uh, cruises as a vacation for um, for adults. Mm-hmm. It's great because everything is pretty much taken care of. Sure. For you, which is awesome. Um, you know, you got a sit-down meal every night in the restaurant, or you could go up to the buffet. They had food available twenty-four-seven. Saltwater pool. They had a. They had a great sushi place you could go to for extra. Uh, my wife and I had a nice dinner at the steakhouse. She had some Chilean sea bass. I had a big humongous steak, and the server said they hadn't seen anybody ever eat the whole steak before. So I was like, "Wow, a bunch of lightweights on this cruise isn't, before." Didn't you? Isn't, wasn't that a movie, The Great Outdoors? No, I've never seen The Great Outdoors. Uh, well, he ate, eats the old 96er. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a, that is a lot of steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he finishes it, and then they're like, you didn't eat all the rest. And it's like, but that's just fat and gristle. And he has to eat that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. has to eat that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a good time. So I did, uh, I, did, I did a workshop, and I did a talk. I did a talk on time management where I kind of talked about uh, how I keep my own life organized so that I get all the stuff done that I want to get done. Mm-hmm. And then I did my, uh, I did my multi-hour um, testing workshop where we just talked about uh, some basis of testing and give people some strategies for helping to convince um, um, their bosses and their coworkers on the value of testing, a bunch of exercises for them to go through. Yeah. And a good time, a good time was had by all. I, uh, so this cruise went down to the Bahamas, so we stopped in Florida. Um, my wife and I did the Kennedy Space Center tour yeah. at Port Canaveral. That was really good. I was really, really impressed, and I was glad that I went. Just the sheer scale of the rockets and the assembly building and all that stuff, just humongous. I, I hadn't expected it um, to be like that. So... That was good. We then we went to NASA. We got, went off the ship for about an hour because it was like a hundred and ten degrees Fahrenheit or something outside. Just way Sweet too God. hot. Yeah, way too hot for uh, pasty, out of shape uh, programmers in their mid forties to be walking around Jeez outside. Christ. So we did it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. that is too hot for anyone. That is horrifying. Yeah. yeah, no, it was really, really hot. The, the entire cruise, it was super hot. Um, and then the next day, we went to Freeport in the Bahamas, um, and it was a little bit cooler, so it was nicer. Uh, we managed to be on the same excursion as uh, Calvin's and his uh, wonderful wife, Kathy. There you go. Uh, we went out on a glass-bottom boat, got to see some uh, fish and some sharks, and watched some sharks uh, tear apart a uh, barracuda that the that the uh, tour operator uh, threw over the side for their enjoyment. Oh, so, did, did heart play? No, they didn't, but <sighs> I was making the heart joke, and my wife told me to be quiet after about the third time shut I made it. So, yeah, right. yeah, shut up with the humor. Um, so it was a good time had by all. Uh, so it was very, uh, yes, the lovely and talented Kathy Evans, mm-hmm. as Paul points out in chat. Um yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't get to see much of the other talks because, uh, you know, part of the reason I went on this thing was to spend some time with my wife as well because she, you know, I basically abandoned her multiple times a year. Good job. To go do, to go do stuff like this. So we had a good time. Um, the saltwater pool was nice. We watched movies. We did bingo one night. Uh, uh, the, the alcohol at the duty-free was so ridiculously cheap. Um, compared to what I would pay back home, I bought some of uh, some Sailor Jerry rum, you know, because I see the commercials all the time. I thought, ah, oh, it's it's spiced rum. I like Kraken, but you know, it's not like Kraken is high end stuff. So I said we could try some of this other spice rum, Sailor Jerry. And it was like two bottles for like twenty two dollars US, mm. and I'm and I'm pretty sure I would be spending more than that for just one bottle at the uh, at the Liquor Control Board of Ontario if I went to one of their stores. Yeah, so, that seems like pretty cheap. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, bought some booze, bought some uh, souvenirs for the kids, bought some, bought a T-shirt for my father, who just turned 80 the other day. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went and had his party. Um, so here's, here's a funny, yeah. Uh, you, oh, we want to talk about some Dev Hell After Dark stuff? I have a very awesome After Dark story to share with you about my father that I don't want to share on the regular show. Okay. But, um, you, you'll get a big kick out of this one. Um, but yeah, so that was... Uh, that was a conversation. So we have a couple more minutes for this uh, segment. So I want to talk a bit before we get into the gadget part. Gadgets. So, yep. So as people are probably sick of hearing me say that this year's edition of True North is going to be the last one. And it's probably going to be the last large scale, if you want to call 130 attendees like large, large scale event that I'm going to do for quite some time. Right. I'm probably going to do some smaller ones, more individually focused, more like retreat uh, small workshop type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking a lot about how events have kind of changed um, over the years. And it's also made me understand like how much of of the conference experience I've taken for granted over the years. Because I'm seeing... See, for me, it was always the conferences were about learning something first mm-hmm. and then hang, and then hanging out with my friends second but what i didn't realize was that uh there were so many other people who went to those went to conferences that felt like they couldn't enjoy themselves with the second part, with like the hanging out with people for a variety of mm. reasons. Because as mm-hmm. we know, some events can be, uh, the attendees can be quite misogynist. Um, you know, a lot of people can't go to events because they have, you know, childcare issues. Um, and it's interesting to see um, how that whole thing has changed, where so many more conferences are now very cognizant of the idea of we want to make our events to instead of just saying we're inclusive a lot of uh, organizers are like really really diving into this and working really really hard yeah. to make the events as inclusive as possible uh, stuff like you know uh, the one thing that like would have never ever occurred to me was you know giving attendees the option of whether to be photographed or not mm-hmm. or yep. uh, or or uh, proclaiming up front what their um, gender preference. Do they want to be addressed as male? Do they want to be addressed as female? Do they have some other way they wish to be addressed? Those are just things that just because of, of who I am and my life and my experiences of whoop, right over the head would have never been a thing that I would ever would have ever even bothered thinking uh, that I should be concerned about. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's just interesting to see how these conferences have changed. Now, sure, there are still some events that look like they're the same old uh, um, sausage party slash uh, spring break for developers yep. setup. But it seems to me that those sort of events are becoming uh, fewer and fewer mm-hmm. in number as the you know the programmer programming society as a whole has decided these aren't the type of events that we want to run anymore so right. um it's it's to me it's been very very interesting watching that change because you know I, I i did this now now i'm at the point where i'm actually more interested in in um uh conferences as uh, opportunities to meet very uh different groups of people and go to different locations now that i've been doing this for what feels like forever right um that I'm down to like wanting to go to conferences at places I haven't been to before to experience that and experience different cultures and me- actually meet different groups of uh, of people and um, 
I found a lot of the attendees at, at some of these conferences I went to that like aren't North American based seemed genuinely shocked that I wanted to be there at the event and not take off when I was done with my talk and like actually interact with people and talk to them mm -hmm. and hang out and do and do all that stuff. So um, that's that part of meeting new people and getting experience, all that stuff I have found in the past year to be like super, super rewarding. Well, that's good. That's really cool. I can dig it. Yay. Yeah, you know, Ed, it's kind of a shame that, uh, you know, some of your, that, you know, you have some anxieties about traveling because I think you and I could have a blast if we were able to coordinate things and, you know, travel overseas to some of these events. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a shame that uh, travel makes you anxious in a way that doesn't make me anxious. Yeah, I do better if I've got a buddy. It just doesn't often, often doesn't sort of work out that I will. Um, and, and that is, uh, that's just something I deal with, you know. Um, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to do an overseas thing probably next year. Um, I think it's probably time to get into that and, uh, and kind yeah, of, you and okay. I should try to coordinate that. Cause I know next year is looking kind of rough for me for a conference, uh, uh, you know, attending conferences mm -hmm. as we, you know, pack up our house and sell it and move, uh, move out into the stick somewhere. We're hopefully uh, at the, at the limits of high speed broadband. So, In the um, sticks. Yep. yeah. Oh, my wife showed me like a super nice place. And I'm like, man, I don't think uh, I look where it was on the map. I'm like, yeah, I don't think there's going to be any, uh, any uh, internet out there anywhere. So yeah, right. it was, it, it was an old, it, it kind of looked like a church. It was like a post and beam place totally. and it just looked absolutely beautiful. It's like, man, that place looks so nice. And the, and the price was like, well, within our budget that we were looking at looking at um because now i was telling my wife by the time fall rolls around we probably want to know we probably need to know where we want to move to so we can start like you know booking appointments and sure with real estate real estate agents and start saying hey we want to move out here this is what we're looking for yeah, right. book a couple of weekends book a couple of weekends to go out there and take a look but but yeah i was looking like yeah i don't know high-speed internet seems kind of dicey in a place like that oh, but the place was so nice mm, yeah i know what you mean it's just you got to have that you know that's that is like the kind of one where do I live requirement you have if you're you know, working remote is you got to have something that's going to work out for you. And, yeah, um, no, got to have that high-speed internet because I could not do it on dial-up or some ridiculous thing. I have too many video uh, um, video conferencing, that stuff that I have to do for work. It just would not work at all. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, but, you yeah. Know. not even dial-up, but like something that was real high latency or something like that would be very difficult. Oh, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, some places do like broadband light. I mean, I know that's where where my in-laws are. Their internet is terrible because they're on the far fringes of, I mean, they're not, they're like in a highly urbanized area, but just the inter broadband internet where they are, the local cable companies are like, nah, we don't want to upgrade anything out here. So they're, they're stuck on uh, right. Stuck on really stupid slow um, um, bandwidth. When I, when I go over there, I'm always complaining about how poor the bandwidth is when I use my phone. Um, but yeah, so uh, so to try to wrap up a little bit of the conversation, it's been very interesting for me to watch this change and and because um, in many ways it's 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 kind of about time. It's like let's get more people involved and I, I think people when they're in an environment where they feel like really super comfortable and they don't have to constantly worry about uh but issues of like gender and are the kids being looked after? Am I going to be treated properly? What's going to happen when I go there? Yeah. Then those create really good experiences for people, and they'll be much more receptive to, to learning about stuff. So sure, yeah, man. But yeah, Ed, you and your wife need to go on a cruise, man. You think so? I think you. Oh, I think you two would love it. I think you'd love it. So you don't get uh, you don't get motion sickness or anything, do you? No, I do not. 
Yeah, no, you would be fine on the boat. It, 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 I noticed it felt like you're just kind of gently rocking back and forth constantly. I can dig it. Yeah, it was good. No, I think you, you and your, you and your lovely wife would love a cruise where all that stuff is taken care of for you. And lovely wife. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool, man. I can dig it. Yeah, cruising. What I mean? Yeah, I got my data shirt that said uh, "Stay calm and keep cruising." So I like that. I like that. Keep cruising. That was, it was pretty good. All right. So that's uh, so, uh, cover stuff coming up. You you uh, speaking uh, anywhere, anytime soon, Ed? Yeah, I am. I better get out my list of stuff. Uh, well, not for a little while, actually. Uh, I think the next thing I go to is Pacific Northwest PHP. Which right, that's in September. That's in September. So August is a is an open month for me. So September, and then in October starts a period of uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth, uh, where I will speak at uh, like five or six conferences in a row, basically, uh, until mid November. And uh, I think then maybe I'm done for a while. But yeah. That's uh, that's kind of what's going on there. Oh, but you'll be at True North, so that's I the plan. Mind. That's one of them. Yes, yes. No, you'll be there. I will. I hope so. Well, I was. Gonna, I'm no, going to go. Gonna, no. no matter what, we'll figure right, it out. Right, but no, you're speaking. Don't worry. Oh, you're, okay. you're you're in. Yeah. Doing your yes. No, I cleared this. I cleared a spot for you. That's so awesome. Right. I, I, you told yep. somebody to go suck it. <laughs> and. Uh, and you got in anyway, yeah. Uh, so for <laughs> me, actually, you know, uh, on the fifteenth of this month, I'm flying out to California to do uh, uh, team work week mm, uh, okay. at Mountain at the Mountain View offices of Mozilla. So I'll be out there. I know that uh, a friend of the show, Sarah Goldman, will be there. Uh-huh. Um, she's gonna. She said she'd come pick me up, and uh, we go have some uh, grilled grilled meat at her place. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll be there that week. And then the uh, last week of September, well, the week leading up to the week, when is it? The 17th of September, I think it is. Okay. Or no, no, 19th, sorry. 19th of September. I am hopping in Testmore and blazing a- across the interstate system and going to New York City. So I'll be in New York City that week until uh, then I drive from New York to Detroit on Friday for my annual baseball trip so um the, one of the teams that i do work uh testing work for that's based out of france they wanted to do a team work week in uh, new york city somewhere so they've got a i got an airbnb booked for me in uh, brooklyn somewhere and then we'll figure out where the meeting is and cool. i'll be hanging out with uh, hanging out with those folks in new york city i know that uh um, some of the new york city php folks uh, i've already told them i'm going to be there so hopefully i'll be able to hang out with them a little bit new before york i go city. back get a rope yep uh, Paul asked about the venue. Yes, yes, we finally got back, heard back from Microsoft. So the venue stuff is all taken care of. Uh, rejection emails are going to be sent out uh, tomorrow. Oh, okay, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that when you say you're going to be in the, I'm going to get a rejection email. That's awesome. No, you're not going to get a rejection email. No, oh, oh, I told okay. you you're speaking. Oh, I see. Okay, I thought 100%. you meant it was shut down. You weren't getting it. Everyone no. was rejected. Okay, no. I'm good now. I'm with you. Yes, yes, you're. I'm good. back on it. Yes, you're, uh, I carved out a space in the schedule for you to give your talk, so you owe me. I do owe you. That's absolutely, that's 100% true. I owe you. So enough about that. Let's talk about uh, Gidgets, Gadgets, uh, toys that we like to use. Because we'll uh, Ed was telling me about some, some stuff uh, earlier. Because yeah. he put something in our put something in the pirate pad, and then I was like, oh, yeah, why don't we talk about some of this stuff? Yeah, so what uh, we, what we got? I got to bring up my, my pad. 
by Parato. Right. Well, let me talk about your three hundred dollar duffel bag first. I got it from this company, Tom Bin. Um, and Tom Bin makes these B I H N, uh, makes these, uh, really nice, but rather expensive. Um, Oh, that's not what really what I needed. Uh, that makes these nice, but expensive bags. And these bags are, uh, you know, my, I think I first heard of them because a friend of mine has a sort of a laptop satchel. Let's say that uh, he has, and it's he's had it for years, really nice, and they have like some kind of lifetime warranty or something like that. So, I mean, like if you rub poop on it, I think they don't pay for that, but uh, some you know stuff like buckles, straps, things like that that come apart. If that something happens like that, that they'll, they'll fix that for you. For you, uh, they do. Uh, so they do really good stuff. And I was looking at there's this travel guide. Uh, that the wire cutter did that had a bunch of stuff in there. Uh, and the, the bag they recommended, uh, for, um, traveling, they recommended a duffel style bag and, uh, they recommended this Tom Bin bag as the one there's. I was like, boy, that, oh, that looks cool. But I was like, oh, that's a lot of money. And then, you know, I kind of talked to my wife and she's like, well, I don't know. You travel a bunch. Maybe you should do that. And I said, well, okay, if you insist. And so I got this bag and I was real excited because I was going to take it on my trip to Columbus because it was going to arrive the night before I leave. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So I go and I see this UPS thing. It says, your bag has been delivered. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. I'll go to go there, go to, go to my front door, and there's nothing there. I'm like, what? What happened? Uh, so I go, sadly, carrying my crappy... Uh, Under Armour duffel bag, like a peasant, uh, take that to uh, Columbus, and everything fine. Of course, it, it affected me really in no way. Which is that's the same bag I've been using for last many months. Uh, but I was just excited about it. So I take uh, I, I my wife then message. She sends me a text message the next night when I'm in Columbus, and it's like, "Hey, you got a couple packages?" And I was like, "Where'd they come from?" She said, "One of them's from Tom B." And I was like, "Oh." That's exciting, but what happened? That's weird. Cause I and the night, like Thursday night, I put it in like a "Where the hell is my bag?" Started an official UPS "Where the hell is my bag?" search, and uh, I've never had problems really with UPS that I can think of. I, I hear horror stories every once in a while from people, but I have never had a problem with them. Always get stuff delivered. Here, you know, not a, not an issue, not an issue at this location where we've been three years and get a get a fair number of packages. Anyway, eventually I do get my bag. Sorry, it's late here. Eventually, I do get my bag uh, when I get home, and it's exciting and new, and that's very cool, and I'm all excited about that. Um, but. Uh, the interesting thing is I still don't really know what happened. Like, why did the patch, why was the package not there when UPS said they had delivered it? And then eventually, uh, what did happen was I got a call from the, a, a person at the local office, UPS office. And, and she was like, 
She was talking, I was like, do you ever get your bag, basically? And I said, yes. And yeah, it showed up the next day. I don't know what happened. And she said, oh, uh, well, we do, actually. They delivered it to the wrong place. They delivered it to, uh, and it's 220 instead of 240 for my street address. And I, those aren't the same numbers, so I don't really understand how that happened. I said, boy, normally we don't have a problem with that. I said, oh, it's somebody else who isn't normally on your route, and blah, 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 blah. So... Anyway, I guess that's why that happened. I don't know. I guess maybe a neighbor then walked it over to our place. I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know how it then ended up the next day at our place. Uh, but everything was fine, so that's cool. I still haven't had an opportunity to stick like a whole ton of junk in it, but it looks like so far it is a very nice bag. It's got all the kinds of stuff I want to use. We wear as a backpack. I got a super cool, awesome, comfortable shoulder strap if I want to carry it around like a messenger bag. All very cool stuff, and uh, so I'm excited to use it, which is a super dumb thing to be excited about, probably but to be excited about a bag, but uh, I am. So that's a thing, and um, it is a lot of money. I don't know if it's worth three hundred dollars. Uh, the next choice for the wire cutter was a two hundred dollar bag, uh, which looked like it might be good too. But I like the Tom being better. Um, the uh, one difference, I guess, is that the actually the cheaper bag has a dedicated sleeve that you can put a laptop in. The the Tom Bean does not have a dedicated sleeve for that. My plan is to. I have a very. Uh, I bought a few years ago a really small Timbuktu bag that all it is is just big enough for a 13 inch. Uh, it's basically like a laptop sleeve. And then put a handle and, sh- and you know, a shoulder strap on it and have two pockets on the outside to put. And I put, so I put my charger in there and then, you know, wires that I might need for things like uh, cables, you know, like a USB charging cable and junk like that. So just a few of those. So I stick all those in my, uh, in that. So I, I end up kind of, I think I can use that as sort of like my just carrying around the laptop uh, sleeve and then stick that, just stick that in the Tom bin duffel. And, uh, and then just, I really only have one bag, uh, which I think is kind of exciting to me. Uh, so I'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, it's supposed to be the right size for everything. And you can, like I said, you can wear it as a backpack if you want or not. And so I'm excited. And I got a couple other things. Like I got a compression bag. Did we talk about those last time? I can't remember. I don't. I don't think so. What do you? When you say compression bag, what do you mean? What it is is like you. When you see it, you'll be like, "Oh, okay, I get it." It's like it's like a long cylindrical uh, fabric bag, like nylon or something like that, and it's got sort of like strings on the outside. That what you do is you stuff a bunch of stuff in it. And it's got to be stuff you kind of don't care about getting wrinkled. So like socks, you know, or like your laundry from the trip or whatever. Right. And then you you close it up with a strap that like, you know, put you pull tight to close the opening. And then there's like a handle with this that's connected to these interwoven sort of network of strings that go around it. And you pull that like as tight as you can. And basically what it does is it tightens the bag around the stuff 
So like it makes it as small as possible. Uh, so it's a way of, you know, of basically things that like you think are going to squish down, you can get them squished down as much as possible. And so you can fit more of them in your bag. Uh, so that's one thing. And then there's some other things where there's these sort of like stackable, they kind of, usually they're kind of like rectangular. Um, and you could just put stuff in them. Uh, but you can kind of, and it helps one separate things and to sort of organize stuff a little bit better. So you sort of have these like sort of different sized rectangular, basically fabric containers. So they're, if you don't have anything in them, they're floppy, right? You know, and they just zip up, they just zip open and you just put stuff in there like shirts or whatever stuff that maybe you might worry a little bit more about getting wrinkled and you can just stick those in there and then, but they're kind of separated from things. And then they also like let you sort of, you can turn into more of a game of Tetris where you try to fill up the room, uh, as opposed to just like jamming a bunch of junk in there and hoping it works. Um, it, and that was all stuff that they recommended in that wire cutter article, which I should probably link to, uh, it's called like the wire cutter travel gear guide or something like that. I'll look that up for our notes. Yeah, I've been, I've been using the wire cutter, um, for a long time for tech recommendations yeah. and for travel stuff like this. And they haven't steered me wrong yet. Nope. And they, so they've got more stuff now, like they don't just do like super techie stuff. They have kind of other things. And then the other thing they do is um, they also have uh, a a site called the Sweet Home that's just for, like, non-nerdy crap. It's, like, for... And I've made made good use of that site, too, finding stuff for for the kitchen and other stuff. So So they do a really good job there, and I really, I'm really, uh, I, I, you know, it used to be I was like, oh, I got to research all this stuff. No, they just get all your stuff together and they do all that research for you and it all works out great and I'm happy with it. So, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the old kind of consumer uh, reports yeah. structure well, I used where, they get to, no, yeah. where they get knowledgeable people. The difference being that they get actually get knowledgeable people for all those categories <laughs> yes. in. And it's kind of neat where they talk about every one of these travel guides, laptop guides, uh, headphones, all that stuff. It's kind of funny because they always have a section in the things like why you should listen to me and that's usually what the person points out. They've had x bazillion years covering this particular topic so you so you can count on them to actually know what's important and what's not important i, rem- I so my parents had a subscription to consumer reports and we got the magazine and good organization i think do good work try to be consumer advocates i i think it's a it's a real good worthy thing that those guys do um i remember Reading this was a year it would have been in the like late eighties. I remember reading a they did like reviews of fast food chains, like in one issue. And I remember they complained that the frosty at Wendy's was too thick to drink through a straw. And I'm like, son, and I was eleven to twelve, and I was I, I even I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know what you're getting with a frosty, and you do not drink it with a straw. Damn it! What are you thinking? So sometimes, when you talk about like people who have the expertise in the field, these mofo's, what are they doing? Like you don't. That is what a frosty is. It's not a shake. You know, it's like getting people who actually know what they're talking about. 
So you can't compare like a Burger King shake to a Frosty. It's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Wirecutter does a really good job. I think the big difference in their model, too, is that, well, of course, because uh, Uber Reports has been around very, very long time. I think probably the bigger difference is that they, uh, Wirecutter makes money from selling stuff. So they are revenue, their revenue is based on primarily, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? affiliate linking. Yeah, and referral links referral where you links, click on yes. a link. Mm-hmm. If you buy something from Amazon, you, you you click on the link on their site, yep. and they get a little. Yep. They, they get to wet their beak a tiny bit. Their beak. Uh, and then Consumer Reports is is membership based, so you pay a membership, and you, if you pay a certain membership, you get a, like right now you can get access to their website with all their like history review stuff on it, and they uh, and then the you can also get the magazine. Um, I mean, Consumer Reports does a super good job on cars. Like, I would probably, just in terms of, like, the breadth of coverage that they do with cars. But uh, then again, I don't know. Some people say that they're full of it. I don't know. Anyway, my point is, I really like the wire cutter. They were not wrong about this bag. It's a very well-designed bag. Uh, really, really good stuff. And and I've, I've just been always, I really trust their, their recommendations. So I was very happy with that Tom Bean bag and pretty much everything else they recommend i uh, that's the stuff i buy uh they do a good job um so yeah so they recommended all those things i got like oh a toilet you know some kind of toiletry trick uh cliff the uh uh, oh, packing cubes. That's the thing I was talking about. The sort of uh rectangular looking things they call them packing cubes um and then, uh, and then, like these compression bags. I got one of the compression bags they talked about, um, and yeah, all sorts of stuff. So that's it's uh, bought a bunch of travel stuff, and that gear was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, good times. Did everybody. you and did you find it useful when you went to Columbus? That the new stuff that you got? Yeah, I'd say so. I think you know the Columbus was a light trip, but. Um, the demands are always harder when you're traveling airports, I think. And so I didn't, one of the big things is that this will mean I only have one bag to carry and maybe a, a little bit lighter if I can, well, or at least I, I don't know, I could fit it down more. I'll have one bag to carry. So I, it'll make more of a difference if I'm uh, flying instead of uh, airplaning. But even airplaning, it was kind of nice, or excuse me, even driving. I meant flying instead of driving, not airplaning. Airplaning is what I'm going to call flying from here on out. Um, So I didn't airplane. I drove. And it did help to sort of just like the packing cubes and compression thing. It kind of helped keep things separate. Like it was a little bit of a tight fit. The compression bag probably wasn't quite big enough for it. But I was able to stuff like my laundry for the three or four days I was there into it get it closed up. And then when I got home, I was like, I knew exactly what was separate stuff. And it also didn't take up a bunch of space. Um, I was able to keep like, uh, just like roll up my shirt, my t-shirts and put them in one of the uh, packing cubes. And those were kind of separate. And then I could just kind of fold my, my, uh, pants underneath it. Uh, I think it kept things more organized and sort of straighter fit. Um, I think it saved me a little bit of space, maybe not a lot, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, it, I think it definitely helped. Uh, it was, it was good stuff. So, uh, I think I'll, I'm glad I got that stuff and glad I'm excited to be able to use it with this new, new bag too, which has all sorts of doohickeys and pockets and junk like that and straps. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, I had looked at that travel guide, and unfortunately, some of the stuff that was in there, I just couldn't get in Canada or get easily. Ah, I see. In, in Canada, so that's always an issue. But I know recently, the past couple of months, I bought my uh, my old trusty American Swiss uh, bag had crapped out on me finally, and uh, I bought uh, from Think Geek. I bought their bag of holding, mm-hmm. and because that got some good recommendations, this very tough rugged bag that can expand to like fill a ridiculous amount of stuff for a backpack so I've been using that and also got to keep all my various cables and stuff together mm-hmm. there was like a little it's almost like a waffle looking thing with all these little straps on it I could like roll up my cables and shove them under straps and everything's held in place because I used to like put my charger and all that stuff just jamming in the bottom of my bag and stuff would always get the cables would always get tangled together and yeah. as cables uh, want to do in their own natural habitat and this helped keep all that stuff uh, straight and separate and kept everything completely flat. So for travel, that was pretty good. I do at some point, if I traveled if I traveled uh, a lot on a regular basis, I would probably go get a more upgraded bag. But um, I didn't want a duffel because I didn't want to carry it everywhere. I, I use my bag and then I have a, a, like a bag that's just the right size to get as for check-on luggage. That's got a handle and wheels on it and stuff. And I've been using that for um, for quite some time. That's worked out. Yeah, it makes sense. Worked out really, really well. You know, same thing. I bring a backpack with me and then this thing and the uh, laptop. Uh, the, the bag of holding has a separate compartment inside it for your laptop with a Velcro um, secure thing so that it doesn't bounce around inside. So it's, it's worked out pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I highly recommend people check out the wire cutter. They have s- recommendations for a ridiculous number of stuff. And then on top of it, they have their association with the sweet home if you're looking for home things reviewing it like we had to buy a replacement dishwasher because our 12 year old dishwasher finally gave up the ghost so mm-hmm. i used the reviews on the sweet home to like pick a pick a reasonably cheap dishwasher because we're only going to be here for another year yeah so i'm like i didn't like i wanted to go get the nice uh the one that they recommended which is um, a european model um the, from bosch oh, okay that's just some kick-ass uh, dishwasher for a really good price but i was like we're gonna be here for a year i don't want to spend all this money on a nice dishwasher and then go have to maybe do the same thing at the next place that we moved to yeah, sure. so went through recommendations and they were really good they're like oh if you want the good one this is one if you want an american one uh, because the apparently the big difference between the European dishwashers and the uh, North American dishwashers that the North American dishwashers have the little uh, blade in there that chops up any food that makes it into the you know if any food left on the plates as it sprays everything inside it goes into the drain there's a little thing that chops and whizzes it all up before it goes down in, uh, you know through the drain and into your you know into your drainage system at your house the Whoa. the European ones they don't they just have like a, a really finely grained um, filter that, so that fills up with food particles and you have to like just basically pop it out and rinse it off every once in a while so that's apparently the that's apparently the big difference between the two and and some of the european models aren't so high on the uh um high heat to dry everything off either so Mm. just so i kind of explained why the you know european model what it does and the north american one so we bought a nice maytag one and uh uh, we got it installed like a week and a bit ago. So it's good. It's been doing the job. It's nice and quiet. Our old one was like making some really horrible noises, super loud. And um, the, some of the electronics were starting to go because sometimes it just wouldn't. It would stop in the middle of like the drain cycle. And then like we'd come down in the morning and open up the dishwasher and there's like, you know, a couple of inches of water still in the bottom. Oh, so you just have good. to like press press the cancel button. Then it would automatically drain itself. And I had, I had taken it apart uh, a couple times to clean it. Mm-hmm. Um, has a bunch of plastic because my daughter my oldest daughter does the dishwasher loading and unloading and sometimes she doesn't pay attention and uh non-food items somehow end up inside the dishwasher somehow and uh 
uh, well, mainly because she just doesn't fucking pay attention. Yep. And uh, plastic and other stuff gets gummed up uh, where the blade is that chops everything up. So a few times I've had to take it apart and clean that thing out. But, That's not good. But yes, wire cutter, sweet home. None of the recommendations have steered me wrong uh, of the stuff that I've picked. So yeah, big time. I, 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 I trust them with advice. All right. So, yeah, you talk about that bag, some other stuff. So some of the – I was talking about some of these other things that I've recently gotten from my home office that have cleared off a bunch of space on my desk mm-hmm. and allowed me to be a little bit more organized or, as my wife claims, just allows me to pile more crap on my desk. Um, uh, one of the few times that advertising on Facebook has actually worked yeah. to attract me to buy something right. was I saw this ad for – um, a laptop dock. Now, I used a laptop dock years and years ago when I worked at for the dating website uh-huh. um, that I worked at years and years ago. But this one is from some company um, called Henge, and they make docks for uh, um, Apple laptops. Mm-hmm. So they had this one, the Henge dock, and it was, they had one in my size for my MacBook Air, and it's like... Uh, um, you know, because I almost always was running my laptop in clamshell mode anyway, right. uh, plugged into an external monitor, and I have a mouse and uh, uh, the Apple um, Bluetooth keyboard, so it was closed all the time anyway. Oh. But I found it was like taking up a lot of space on my deck. This one, you you slide the laptop into it like like sideways vertically, mm-hmm. so. Um, and then it has a connection for HDMI and a bunch of other stuff. So, um, yeah, Hinge Dock. If you have a Mac, it covers, I think, pretty much every model that Apple's made, you can get a dock for it. Just slides right in, clicks in place. You uh, have a USB uh, port comes out of it, so you can plug. Uh, like I have a US, I have actually have two USB hubs now. I have one that most of this other junk on my desk is plugged into. And then when I was at there's a store around here called Winners, I th- and I think they're actually owned by Marshalls, which is a U.S. chain, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So they're owned by them. So it's like, uh, so you can find all sorts of stuff there. Uh, you know, stores, when they get crap that they can't sell, they send it there. So you can find some interesting stuff there from time to time. Yep. I found when I was just walking by that they were that in the, one of their departments where they have, like, the crappy... Uh, uh, electronic stuff with uh, you know old discman and all this other stupid shit. They had a USB hub. That's not crappy. That's uh, awesome. That yeah, whatever. That was a combination monitor stand as well, and it had some ports on it that would actually charge things up with USB. So I got because I was I had my monitor stacked on top of some. Uh, I had a Ruby and I had a, like the you know the Ruby pickaxe book, which was the mm-hmm. reference guide that I bought. I don't know how long ago. And then I teach yourself C in 21 days. Those two books together were just the right height for my uh, for my monitor. Yeah, sure. So I so I got rid of those and now I have uh, a stand for my uh, my super ancient Samsung uh, monitor. And then that stand has room on it for me to play some other other stuff that was just like basically all over my desk. And now at least it's in like one place uh, USB. B keys, um, some other cables and stuff I store on that monitor stand. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's one of those things I've talked about this before, like with my automation talks, like when you find yourself like manually doing something all the time, it's probably a good good time to see if there's a tool that can help you do this. Since I'm sitting at my desk, you know, eight, nine hours a day, uh, whatever it is, sometimes less. Um, getting my desk set up exactly the way that I want so that when I actually do need to do some work, it's not like i got to push everything out of the way to get something done. I like, my, I like to have some room um, to type and uh, have my notebook open because I've past couple of months I've been 
trying to get into the habit of like making notes every day, write down the stuff that I worked on so that when I have meetings, because I go to a lot of meetings at work, yeah. I can just flip back and say, okay, I did this and this. Oh, yeah, someone asked me about this. I found out the answer, or I still need to find out an answer to this other question. So that leaves me room to have my notebook open and then, you know. Uh, phone. My phone is off to one side. I bought that Elevation dock years and years ago. Right. Remember that thing uh, for charging up your phone? So I have that and then got the adapter so it works with uh, the lightning uh, connector yeah. for, mm-hmm. for phones. So my phone no longer has to sit in some weird spot plugged in with a cable. It's like, nope, it sits over here in the corner. Um, so just trying to get the workspace a little bit organized so that when I actually do need to get some work done, it's not like I got to like move a pile of papers off to one side. Right, yeah, right, right, right. So, uh, but otherwise, gadget-wise, yeah, no, that's all I've re- really gotten late. I am contemplating uh, I need to upgrade my Nintendo uh, console that I have. I still have an original Wii, so... Um, well, you know, they're, I wanted to, they're not going to make... I don't think they make the Wii U anymore. No, I know they don't. They're Nintendo's launching a new one. Uh-huh. Um, because I wanted to get back into doing the exercise stuff with the Wii Fit, which had the cool uh, step exercises and the the uh, cardio uh, yeah. boxing stuff. Mm-hmm. Boxing stuff that I did when I initially dropped the bazillion pounds that I dropped. I wanted to get back into doing that again because some of my clothes, some of my clothes that I bought when I was skinnier, are starting to get kind of tight on me again. So I'm like, maybe I need to you know, stop eating so much ice cream and start to exercising a little bit more. Ice cream's so, good for you. Oh, in small quantities, everything's good for you. Um, but no, I did see that Nintendo is launching some new console soon, uh, and I don't know if that. I, one of the, initially, I was thinking of getting the universe, but I guess I waited long enough that they're not making them anymore. Yeah, you you waited just enough time. Just enough time because all the old Wii U games would work with it. So I was like, oh great, I can still do the fitness stuff. I'll just mm-hmm. pop the disc into the newer machines. So, yeah, right. But yeah, I did. I did see that Nintendo was doing, it, and I don't want to buy an Xbox. So well, you don't have to. Yeah, no, I know. Even though the Xbox 360 looks kind of cool, but or Xbox One or whatever the hell they're at. You now. don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know. Um, I, I don't do consoles. I don't. I don't game a lot. I I I I, I do stuff uh, like board games and stuff a lot more than I do video yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I uh, I I you know me. I own lots of consoles and uh, hell yeah. yeah. That's why I was going to ask you about the Nintendo one, but if it's not out yet, there's no point in asking. No, me. and they don't actually know what it's going to be i mean or at least they haven't announced uh one day and that's i mean i mean that yeah so yeah that's a thing um the, the nintendo nx apparently is what it's going to be uh, yes 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 but uh, yeah i think they just haven't told anybody you know kind of what it's going to be yet so it should be should be a thing uh so yeah you know that's a that's a deal one uh, fun thing other people know stuff about this that I, but i don't i've been like I never bought any kind of stuff for my laptop. I have a a, a MacBook Pro 13 inch Retina, and I like never, I never bought like some kind of shell or you know skin or something like that for it. Because I guess I, but I decided I was time to do that, so I did, and I have been using like a keyboard cover for a while because. After I ruined one laptop by spilling some water into the keyboard, uh, I decided that I was going to wear a keyboard condom at all times. Uh, and I got a, I got a new one. I, I'm going to bring up what I ordered on Amazon to make sure I tell you guys what I get correctly. 
um, because there's like different ones you can get and all that. And so let's see here. Pop this bad boy open. Uh, so I got uh, the keyboard cover I got is from KB Covers, and it's more expensive than like some of the ones you can get. But the nice thing about this is that it's like a softer silicone instead of um, like the, I've had other ones that are cheaper, but they're kind of more plasticky, and you kind of really have to hit the keys harder. Um, and I got used to that, but this is definitely a little bit nicer and softer, and so the keys feel closer to the. You, you don't have to hit it quite as hard, you know, and that's nice. But it was about 15 bucks, I guess, for that. And then I also got, because um, like I was kind of, I kind of wanted to have maybe a little bit of different color laptop. And I thought about putting stickers on my laptop, but I definitely did not want to put things on my laptop that I would have to scrape off with Goo Gone or something like that when if I want to sell the laptop. So I got, um, this is a great uh, company named Koozie. I uh, got a black rubberized hard case for 13-inch MacBook uh, with Retina display. Uh, a koozie, K-U-Z-Y. Uh, but it's really nice. Uh, it kind of clips on to stuff. And uh, it it it's kind of neat because it feels like you got a different feel for the thing. It's still doing the same thing. But I like the way it feels better because I like that sort of slightly soft rubberized kind of feel that it has. Um, like oh, I like that over the very kind of like hard uh, aluminum uh, that you have. And I guess so I kind of like the feel of it a little bit better. And uh, I also think it looks cooler cause it's black and it's cooler. So yeah, that's a thing. I don't know. You don't have to buy it. It's not like you're required but I don't know. It's not, I mean, it doesn't protect the laptop anymore or anything like that. I just think it kind of looks nicer. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe next I'm going to get some kind of white snake sticker or something like that for it and put that, nice. yeah, put the white snake logo up there. Uh, like it's the back of my notebook, uh, in seventh grade. Yeah. I bought a, I bought like a big vinyl, uh, sticker for like my laptop that I could put other stickers onto. So I got a custom one. So it's me as the elephant on there and it has my dearly departed, uh, office manager on it as well, just so I could start slapping uh, stickers onto the laptop. And then same thing. I didn't want to go through all that hassle of trying to get some, uh, some industrial solvent that would remove uh, all those stickers without, uh, without destroying the laptop. If I ever want to give it to somebody else, because at some point I'll regift this laptop. I'm thinking, I'm thinking sometimes, soon i guess in a couple months apple is allegedly uh announcing new laptops so hopefully they're going to refresh the line and I'll, I'll get something new yeah i'm probably kind of lined up for that too because uh uh one if there's one thing it's especially for using a lot of vms uh eight gig just kind of isn't enough for me anymore because you got got a browser running i got uh and you got the and I use the IntelliJ based IDEs, uh, so one of those is basically a gig of memory, and then the the browser is at least a gig of memory, if not more. Um, and then you got VMs that might be two gigs or more. You know, it takes up a lot of RAM, and you end up 
getting to a point where I'm kind of like, why the hell is this thing so slow? You know? And, oh, well, that's why it's slow. It's because it is starting to thrash the memory uh, and just doesn't just doesn't fill up. You know, it, it just, it just can't, it doesn't have enough room anymore. So I want to get something that has at least 16 gigs in it and... Uh, it would be nice. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess it's okay. What would they change about it? I don't know. There's probably a lot they could change about it, but I, I'm... Yeah, yeah. I just did an about this Mac, and so I'm just checking, confirming what I have. I have a yeah, 13-inch MacBook Air from mid-2012, so I'm probably due for an upgrade Oh, you're definitely anyway. due. Mine's only from mid-2014. I had to buy, and I had the last year, the year before that model, and then like the display died on it after about eighteen months, and uh, it now acts as my uh, the computer in my beat laboratory. Um, so I just have an external monitor set up to or hooked up to it, uh, and it's just sitting in a. Um, not a dock exactly a, it's a stand um just a stand and then stuff's plugged into it but uh but this is a fine machine it just it doesn't have enough ram and uh i should have gotten more so that was a thing that happened yeah so i have eight gigs in this one so i'm i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go with 16 gigs in the next uh yep. laptop that i get mm-hmm. I like I like the MacBook Air it was nice, but as people have pointed out to me, it's now basically it's got the same power of chip in it that I have in my iPhone. So maybe it's uh, <laughs> yeah, right. so maybe it's time to upgrade uh, to something with a little more a little bit more oomph. Um, and I can uh, luckily I can use some of that filthy filthy grumpy learning money to uh, pay for a new laptop for me. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, get some of that filthy filthy yeah. grump money. Yeah. Speaking, right, speaking of grumpy see. money. Yes. You know, maybe it's time. It's time to talk about you guys again. Yeah. What do you think? I think we've got to a good point where we should do that. Yeah. So, uh, talk about our sponsors here today. Uh, there's, uh, uh, Grumpy, uh, new, uh, testing educational service, uh, lets you learn about how you, uh, make that mock, how you do that, uh, stub, how you, s- I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. How you fix that functional test? Ooh. Anyway, they got, got a bunch of stuff for sale, and Chris wrote it, so it's probably good, right? Yay! <laughs> and you got any deals going on right now? I don't. Well, I mean, I do have the usual bundle because the um, the. The one, uh, the cookbook is twenty dollars, and the um, the PHP unit cookbook is twenty, and the minimum viable test book is twenty nine. Um, so I don't have any deals on that. Stuff. Oh, but the other one, yeah, there's like a bundle. You can get my uh, PHP unit uh, cookbook plus the uh, how to uh, rewrite your applications to make them more testable uh, in a bundle for forty bucks. And I guarantee you, you buy that, you read those books, plus some of the stuff, you'll uh, you'll make that forty dollars back with the first first time uh, a test saves your ass from working from working overtime. Saving your ass from overtime, Grumpy. Correct. So Grumpy-Learning.com. Correct. And then uh, WonderNo-Network.com. Uh, you got your uh, personal VPN. Get your how fast be it, where it be, how it look, and other kinds of services of that nature. They pay for the bandwidth here. Uh, So those of you listening live can enjoy this pleasurable auditory experience in real time. Won't you thank them by 
at least acknowledging their presence? Wonder Network. Won't you network? Back to you, Chris. Well, I don't know. We should hand that thing out to Paul. That's a new uh, jingle for uh, the fine folks at Wonder Network. But maybe we want to run it by uh, Ms. Ansible first before you know the, tr- the real power behind the throne. Things would be very, very different if we had to run things by her. This is true. If we ran this by anybody, things would be very, <laughs> very different. But we lose our cachet, Ed, and that's that's all we have left after 80 times that we've done this. Can you believe it? Just before we go, can you believe we've made it to this many episodes? No. Like, no. When, like when we first talked about this, I had no idea how long this would go, what the whole thing would look like. And here we are, I don't know, X number of years later and 80 episodes in the can. It's been very, very interesting. And I don't know. We'll see if we can make it to another 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 80. But who the hell knows? Maybe yeah. we'll uh, we'll pull a true North PHP and we'll go out on top. True North. Uh, I, sure, I think it's a testament to uh, people who like to hear themselves talk. <laughs> and Lord knows the two of us yeah. love to talk and hear ourselves talk. Yep. So this has been another scintillating, super informative uh, comedy podcast about technology, episode number 81 of the Development Hell podcast. As always, you can find every single episode we've ever done up at devhell.info, where every single episode has a snappy title, some awesome graphics as researched by Ed, um, some, shown, uh, some little description of what's going on you can listen to the podcast via the website you find show notes where we share all these funny links that we find all over the place uh-huh. uh you can you can also find us via on itunes if you do listen to us on itunes please 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 rate the podcast let us know that we're doing uh the high quality job that we're 100 convinced that we're doing uh-huh. uh you can also find us on twitter at dev underscore hell you can find me on twitter at grumpy programmer without the u you can find ed on twitter as funkatron with the u thanks as always for joining us and we'll talk to you soon goodbye internet